Hello and welcome to Cartoonist Kayfabe. My name is Jim Rugg. I'm Ed Piscor. Going to look at the uh, the Secret Wars of the 90s, Gen 13, number 13. A mega crossover across every comics company, trying to save comics any way they could. Before we dive into this very unusual series of comic books, I want to invite everybody out there to like, follow, and subscribe to the Cartoonist Kayfabe channel if you haven't done so already. Hit that bell icon to be notified when we post a new video, like today's video. You're going to probably want to add this oddball comic to your collection, so you want to be the first one in line on eBay or at your local comic shop looking for this because sometimes these books disappear, sometimes they go up in price throughout the day. So hit that notification button to be the first one in line and let these videos play through to the end. That allows YouTube's algorithm to share them with other comics fans who haven't found Cartoonist Kayfabe yet. It's how we grow the channel and we appreciate your help on that. Ed, this is going to be a uh, kind of an odd, an odd comic for a lot of people. I know it surprised me, and um, I don't even know where to begin. For one thing, if you're paying attention closely at home, you see 13A, 13B, and this is a collection of 13A, B, and C. So three issues of Gen 13, 13 were published to accommodate this massive crossover. The next thing you may notice is Jeff Smith's bone on uh, 13B. It's a crossover across all kinds of companies. We have Archie characters. We have the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Wolverine makes an appearance. Got um, fucking Bud Roots Cavewomen. It's going to be very fun to kind of see all those, but the same thing. It's like 1996. Comics are in the tank. Marvel's about to declare bankruptcy if they haven't already by October. And... We're just trying to get anybody to buy and read comics, and let's all team up and try to create something on the back of Wildstorm's most popular title, Gen 13, maybe one of Image's most popular titles at the time. Maybe so. comics at, at large, man. A rising tide raises all ships, so Gen 13 is, is doing really well, comparatively speaking, uh, to, to everything else. So uh, help, the, help the bros out. And you get a little bit of a creator team up here on this cover with J. Scott Campbell and Jeff Smith teaming up to uh, to do this second parter. So I'm going to dive in and, and we can kind of opine on this as we go along because That's this all, is pretty unusual. That's all we have too, man, because I was uh, in prep for this. I'm going online trying to figure out like obviously Gen 13, 13 in the title. So maybe you do something special for issue 13, but came out you know different months so like the back half of whatever year that is 95 96 it's just 10 13 number 13 over and over that, that's that's coming out abc and if you cover up the bottom half of this ad i feel like that's a perfect description of the comic you're about to dive into yeah what are they selling bean world, bean world which obviously it fits there as well but uh we have the team with their old old man lynch they're blowing blowing off some steam and going to the local mall so we're all shopping and Grunge is on a mission. Oh, by the way, uh, here, here we go with Wallace and Gromit's Wrong Trousers antagonist with our, uh, our Chicken Penguin starting off. So we're pulling from all kinds of sources to get different comics characters into this issue. And the story is loosely about Grunge trying to buy this chromium-covered super rare comic and launching this adventure from there. Yeah, there's some digs in here, man, about like independent comics. Uh, you know, sequential art comics, and and they just uh, cold diss it. Yes, it's so mint. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna see poly bags uh, come into play a little bit. It's 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 a weird one, man. I don't know what else to say about it. So Grunge does not get his chromium covered book, 
and he's washing up after lunch whenever a mysterious guy shows up in the bathroom, no less, yeah. and uh, pulls open his coat to reveal a copy of the book. But, gotta make that Faustian deal. That's right. A once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, and grunge can't say no. So let's make a deal with the mysterious guy in the bathroom and come out all excited because you found that comic that you're looking for. Pretty easy to relate to so far with maybe the exception of buying the comics in the bathroom. There really, yeah, there really is something to say about the J. Scott Campbell artwork. Like, like we saw a lot of great facial expressions and allowing room for like some real humor and, you know, cartoony ex facial expressions. Like, no other Wildstorm comic was ever like this. They, they took themselves so serious with a bunch of subject matter that was pure hokum. But this comic like leans into this the silliness of that brand of comic. It really it really bridges a gap. I think that humor is probably a big chunk of the Gen 13 success because you're right. No other comic, certainly no other Wild Storm comic, had that kind of tone. Yeah, tell tell me the, the what any of those comics were about. You know what I'm saying? At least yes. this one, you knew it was just they. I love this effect. Just draw as a drawing. I like this. That's a very fun. Speaking of what you're saying here, the X the X Men comics written by Chris Claremont. He's becoming more and more senior in age and shit as he's reading them. Like sort of less less in touch with with the youth and at least you know Jim, Jim Lee's childhood best friend Brandon Choi, luckiest man in comics, <laughs> a little younger fella figures it out. J. Scott Campbell certainly is a kid and and can nail down the fashions and stuff better than you know any of these other guys. By the way, uh, Brandon Choi. He was kind of weird in a Faustian sort of way. Like, there is no subtext. We're just going to say everything uh, very clearly. The grunge passes out, and Roxy becomes like his little, you know... Tinkerfall. Exactly, leading him through this weird Wizard of Oz kind of mashup of a story. And when he wakes up, we're at Riverdale High School, and it's like our first real glimpse of like what is happening in this comic. Yeah, I love this image, man, because it's like the stamped Dan DiCarlo type faces, but clearly J. Scott Campbell body imagery. Yeah, yeah, it, it is funny to see kind of the frozen faces. And these bits where we have our guy like in Riverdale, <laughs> it's, it's so good, man. Yeah, it's almost uh, like who framed Roger Rabbit where you yeah. have like these different styles butting up against each other. And thank you so much goofballs at Wildstorm for just flat coloring that. I, I know it. you had to bite your tongue and you wanted to lens flare and fade colors and stuff. But yeah, thank you for practicing some restraint. so well on this page. Yeah. And the Archie stuff kind of makes sense to me with uh, Campbell. Like it wouldn't surprise me if he has some Archie fandom in his past. Yeah, sure. I love this little bit where just like you get one little like what would grunge look like right. in that universe? And that looks reasonably on model for that world. Yeah, and you see your Archie and Jughead going the other direction. What if they were Wildstorm characters or at least uh, <laughs> Gen 13 characters? Yeah, that's a better way to put it, man, because if they were Wildstorm characters, you know, we need to get Aaron Wiesenfeld uh, to put hand grenades on them and shit. So that's basically the end of your 13A. Um, not a ton of story, 13 pages. Uh, so far here in this story, and I don't know if they were selling these at a discount or not, but how about this, an Archie ad in the back of your uh, image book? And foretelling the next issue. Yeah, we're going to see some Dark Horse Legends show up, so give them an ad as well. But pretty flimsy, you know, and they're selling it for a buck thirty. Yeah, so, so it is a discount. Yeah, at least 60 cents cheaper. So... 
here we go to the store and there's a bone appearance right on the cover of this thing. Page one, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And it's actually dissing the brand uh, when you read when you read the, the text. It's like these are discarded this is discarded merchandise because the du jour thing that kids are chasing right now is Power Rangers. So the Mirage guys are allowing the turtles to, to be flotsam and jetsam. Image may have been publishing them at this point. Like yeah. you see an ad here for the collected body count and uh, that's an image title. And I think I think Eric Larson was like spearheading the um, turtles black and white image title. Uh, maybe like an editor or something on that book. So I think turtles are at image at this point. Yeah, I get all that, man. But still, like those guys own it. And and it this is actually one of those things too, where uh, if you let your your property like be in movies or something like that, if you tell your lawyer that a movie or someplace is like looking for your thing, like the lawyer will absolutely make sure that it's not in a diminished way like that your that your comic isn't shown off in a, like a diminished way like one of the most popular uh examples or the example that comes to mind first was pete bag telling me about how like larry clark was like can, can we put a hate comic in this movie kids and he's like oh yeah sure and then when he when he watched it like the comic is being read by casper who at the very end is a rapist and he's like fuck yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah be careful what you agree to our story's underway now where he's off to see a wizard to try to uh, solve whatever thing is wrong. And they do call him the big, the wizard, the big cheese. So that is completely Wizard Magazine, Garib Sheamus. Yes, a very close connection there. And again, now we're just going along on this adventure as like, all right, start popping in these characters, right? Yeah. So we're going to have rat creatures and, and a bone crossover here as grunge kind of rescues bone and uh they're gonna share a little bit of adventure including a bean world crossover with grunge eating the bean world characters and then regurgitating them on the next page <laughs> that's right look at that bone characterization <laughs> <laughs> that's the only time you see uh white pupils inside of bones eyes making fun of the image founding fathers. In fact, the, the whole cliche that McFarlane like laid out about like what image is, you know, we all, we all have houses on the same street, but nobody owns the town. <clears throat> I feel like you're cutting some promos on Mark Silvestri's top cows, just a barn. All of and it. And then Eric Larson's highbrow runs through behind the panels. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. And you see it right there. Um, Rob Liefeld's thing is like a rocket ship. And of course, the castle is, is uh, Big Daddy Jim Lee. Yeah, I don't know who the town is. I think that's Valentino? Yeah, Valentino has the ghetto. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Although that has like Astro, Astro City and stuff. So well, this might be like everybody. This is just Image Town. Not quite the... Um, everybody doesn't get their own estate. There's a little pit sign in there. And... Hulk and Wonder Woman being thrown out. Right. Now, like, you could just draw a green guy, and it's not like Marvel has a copyright on big, muscular, green dudes, but that's totally Wonder Woman. Yes, definitely. And Savage Dragon. There's your Top Cow, and it says relocated. I wonder if this is the time, like, Top Cow sure. briefly leaves image. Yeah, absolutely. So it must be the time period for that. That's exactly what that is, and it was also, like, like Rob 
was gone. Rob's done. Not well, yeah, and and Rob's getting shown the door, so notice of eviction for the uh, the Rob Liefeld wing. What's really funny is you know the exact era of Liefeld that J. Scott Campbell's looking at, so so he ain't even keeping up with the image version because this is totally like Marvel style, but J. Scott Campbell is way more solid of like figure drawer, so he's trying to like do the Rob Liefeld thing, but it. And you get the proportions, but it's still too solid. Yeah, there's some funny choices in here. Like the feet are really <laughs> funny. Deer hooves. And I love like the teeth. The teeth are drawn because it, it would always be that like Andre the Giant kind of smile of all the characters' teeth. With the same lines right here, super four part eyes, and a little uh, Dan Fraga uh, nod right there with Black Frag. Yeah. Cartoonist Kayfabe is brought to you by the comics that Ed Piscor and I make. Red Room Trigger Warnings, the second season of Red Room, all self-contained stories, issues one to four, now available in comic shops everywhere. Red Room, the anti-social network, the trade paperback collection of the first season of Red Room, now available in comic shops everywhere, minus 28 countries where it's banned in 10 comic shops, but you can still request it there. And coming in September, the collection, the trade paperback of Red Room Trigger Warnings will be in stores in September. You can pre-order that now at your local comic shop or online wherever you buy your books. Hulk Grand Design Monster and Hulk Grand Design Madness in comic shops everywhere. The 60 year history of the Incredible Hulk. I am writing, drawing, lettering, coloring, the Grand Design treatment, retelling that 60 year history. And you can now pre-order the Hulk Grand Design oversized treasury collection, uh, about 40 extra pages in that. It'll be in stores before Christmas, but you can pre-order it now in your comic shops or in your bookstores wherever you're you buy comics and now back to our regular scheduled programming still trying to close in on this wizard and dv8 kids is that who these i have no are? idea yeah i have no idea what that shit is i think that's it i think we're in jim lee land here and that's what you're seeing and pretty soon who shows up jim lee himself is going to make an appearance with with the fantastic four logo on the gimmick right there look at the candle yeah <laughs> So bizarre. I love the grunge being scared expression. He's so good at that stuff. You you get one of those an issue from yeah. from J. Scott Campbell. Gotta do gotta visit the alleyway and now a Dark Horse character, well, Mike Allred's character at the time being published by Dark Horse, but Madman shows How up. How odd is that? Huh? It is really strange and I think it highlights stylistically like how these characters work because almost always if it was a creator owned character, the original creator always did the best version. This one is so strange. It's seeing like Uncanny Valley or something. Yeah, seeing all the modeled color uh, adds to the weirdness of it. Um, so plastic. And with Alex Gardner, like, they really created this thing with the little pen lines that we were talking about. Yeah. And eventually, inkers would kayfabe these pen lines. And maybe even Alex Gardner fakes this shit and just adds little dabs at the end of his line for, like, a stylistic flair. I don't know what that is. It's so bizarre. You know, like it couldn't have just started out as a as a style tick. Like it I, had I to be it something that came out of pens, markers, something. Because like Rob Liefeld's shit when he inked himself would have that. Yeah. And it was clearly a felt tip pen mm -hmm. or something that just stayed on the paper for a second too long. I do like seeing uh, Madman show up though. Totally. You know, it's like now we're getting into the uh, some alternative comics characters and strangers in paradise you know one of those examples although i think 
I think Jim Lee did publish that for a little bit. Like whenever Bone goes under Image, there were a few of those indie mm -hmm. self-publishers that showed up at Image. And I think that uh, Strangers in Paradise was one of them. Monkey Man and O'Brien, the Art Adams legend. And now, so part three, um, neither of us had 13C. Right. Wizard puts out a compilation of these in a Jim Lee tribute edition, I think within the year of the original publication. So that's the one that we're going to switch to here. And the note is this is a coated stock paper. So like a glossy paper on the Wizard compilation. And you can see, yeah, we'll do a side by side just to see how much difference there is. Yeah, it looks better on the, on the gloss. Yeah, this kind of art really feels like it's built for the glossy paper. I know I'm often it's, critical it's of glossy color. paper, but the color does pop. Yeah. You can actually see some of the striations a little bit more of your uh, color. I don't know. They weren't, they're not gradations, but almost like steps. Oh, exactly. Across some of that. Yeah. yeah, banding. All right, so picking up after 13B, so, and now we've got Max. So is that Bud Roots Cavewoman? I don't know, because there is that character, that jungle girl, is in the Max. So. Oh, so this is like Rainmaker as Julia the jungle girl? I is guess that so. It, it does look like Rainmaker, the feathers. I, I don't know, because that's also <laughs> the Max characters. So hard to tell. Get a little joke of playing yo-yo with Madman, and we have our, our uh, Tinkerbell saying, watch where you're flicking that thing. That's a pretty clever little bit. Oh, bad girls. Now we're in the bad girl territory. Yes. They call her Lady Mortem, and I, I I like that. I don't know if they ever call her that in the actual Lady Death comics, but you why wouldn't they? Because like it's not like they're calling she by some other name. Yeah, I wonder so, if they didn't have permission or something. Yeah, but but I mean Polito. I feel like Polito would be all over that. And then you got uh, Witchblade, and I have no idea who that chick is. Yeah, is it Winona Ur Earp? Why not? Was that was that around at this time? I don't know. I don't think I don't, so. I don't know. <laughs> There's so many of these things. You're strangers in paradise. I thought it was. I thought it was chick Wayne and Garth. <laughs> when I first, I was like, what is this Wayne and Garth, but but girls? It does look like that. And of course, Billy Tucci's she. I uh, there's a she Psyblade yeah. crossover that is a similar thing where it has a bunch of creator owned characters. I don't know that you're going to see a, a Wolverine or an Archie in there, yeah. but it's of a similar nature. So, so I sent you guys that Anti Gravity Room TV show, about 15 episodes of that, and uh, Billy Tucci is on several episodes. In one of the episodes, he's throwing a party in New York as his publisher, and talking about like you know the forthcoming stuff that's going on so presumably he he invited comics press whatever that may have been at the time but one of the things he trumpets on the mic in front of everybody is like in the year that they that the party went down sold a million comics wow himself through crusade dude and uh in, in another episode billy tucci is talking about a deal deals he's making with jim lee to create some kind of weird it is the card game like was that a, was that a Jim Lee thing? Was that a Wild Story? I don't know. Okay, because he he was talking about uh, coming up with like a card game thing with with uh, Jim Lee. Yeah, I mean, I it's surprising there aren't a million of those considering how popular cards were and that these guys were all connected to cards. Yeah. Um, that selling a million of these in one year makes sense because that's a book that I see in the dollar bins a lot. Yeah. There were a lot of she comics produced. Totally. How much did? Campbell must have enjoyed drawing Monkey Man and O'Brien, right? As a as a publicly known Art Adams fan, it looks Ab like he put in some time on that. Absolutely, man. I mean, it like it looks like Art Adams in a way, and then there would be like the Gen Thirteen 
Monkey Man O'Brien crossover. Was there a Hellboy crossover? I don't know about that. Yeah. There was a Savage Dragon Hellboy crossover, but I don't know about a Gen 13. And I guess this is our big bad wizard. That doesn't look like you're shameless. No, no, it doesn't. It's This story is so hard to understand or follow. Yeah, there's nothing to follow. You just ride the wave. You know, it's an excuse to see a bunch of cool... <laughs> and then Anthony Robbins for good measure. <laughs> yeah. Just confusing. And the Wolverine, like... How do you get Wolverine? This must have been a favor as part of like the Heroes Reborn, this, right? This was like, this was like a legendary piece. This is this is much talked about that they were able to get Wolverine into uh, into the Image comic. I think it foretold a bunch of other like crossovers that would would go, like, you know, Wildcats, X Men, like all that stuff. I think it was before a lot of that happened. So yeah, it was I don't a know big the dates deal. on that. Yeah, yeah, it might, it might have been right before that because again, it's just like. It's the desperation of the publishers. Yeah. Like they're trying hard to stop the free, free falling sales that no are going intended. on at this point. And, uh, right, yeah. And so if Jim Lee's working at Marvel, you know, why not work out a deal like yeah. this? And for what? You get a little pinup of Wolverine in here. It's not like it's too big of a deal, but it's unusual to see it. And what's the key to this whole story? Tear up your chromium cover takes the power out of wizard that's See? right that's exactly and then wizard publishes it you and know, explain any of this to me you know that kind of stuff like when, when dudes are parodied and things like they still have vanity about that like i we have a friend who would do political cartoons and illustration and he would he, he he's left leaning so he's cutting promos on like republican dudes but these Republican dudes would be patrons of his art in as much as like they would buy the original art where he's dissing them and drawing right. them in like lingerie and shit. And these guys would buy it and like frame it and keep it. And they got it. It's a thought, roast. Thought it was funny. Yeah. Yeah. It's that kind of mentality. Um, Campbell's art looks rushed to me throughout this, this series. I'm not sure how long he stays on here after issue 13, but it does feel different to me than the earlier issues and certainly that original miniseries and even Danger Girl. Yeah. feels like a, you know, it could just be the evolution. Like you think about this artist as, what, two years into his career at this point. So maybe he is just evolving before our eyes as he's running through this series. Yeah. Like I feel like when these guys work on titles, it's, you get you get two years maybe of like solid work and then it just becomes this going through the motions thing where it, that like best to just jump off go do some other shit man okay this gives us a good moment in time so heroes reborn is like brand new yeah interesting tom mcqueenie Inc. i was gonna say like, that's Jim a pretty Lee. pretty fun gig right yeah. getting to do thing and iron man that Iron Man is strange looking. There's some choices there that I don't know if they make it into that Heroes Reborn they do. style. Yeah, they do. But that thing looks good to me. Yeah. We're getting there, dude. Close to Wizard 66. Yeah. So, Gen 13, Issue 13, A, B, and C. Uh, one of the more unusual crossovers. The, the Secret Wars of the 90s, maybe, that nobody remembers. <laughs> War of the Independence in the 90s, plus, plus Marvel. Yes. And Archie. Yeah, a wild comic. You know, like, I pulled these Gen 13 comics to work as, like, a background for our Thundercats issue. Or, no, the, like, that uh, Nintendo Power joint. Right. And then going through here, completely forgot about 
these weird crossovers. I'm a big fan of this kind of stuff, like the oddball, you know, the, the weird comics. And, and this is one of those weird comics. Welcome to Cartoonist Kayfabe, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> you good to go, Jimmy? Yes. Kayfabe is like, follow, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit the bell. We'll notify you when new vids are available. What's out there, man? Hulk Grand Design, the oversized treasury size collection, is coming to stores in December in time for Christmas. But you need to pre-order it now. Pre-order it at your local comic shop on Amazon, at your library, wherever you get books, now is the time to let them know that you want a copy of the Hulk Grand Design Treasury Edition. It's the best thing I've ever designed. Certainly put the most time into that book. Um, it's gonna look amazing on your shelf. It's gonna look amazing under your Christmas tree and it's perfect gift for any Hulk fans or comic fans in your life. And join me on patreon.com slash jimrug. Red Room Trigger Warnings trade paperback coming out September 2022. Man, it's going to be my 10th solo book. I'm very uh, proud and excited to put that on the shelves. And I appreciate everybody supporting the first round of Red Room Comics. But I'm asking you to support this round also. Uh, Murder on the Dark Web for Fun and Profit is the name of the game. It's banned in 28 countries. It's banned in more than 10 comic shops. But if you hit up my link tree in the description below this video, you can order and pre-order current and future Red Room Comics. And uh, right now, I am serializing the next round of Red Room comics uh, that won't be coming out until 2023 on my Patreon. Three bucks for the archive there. Nearly 300 pages worth of comics up there as we speak. New strips every Tuesday. What else do we have out there, Jimmy? Subscribe to the Cartoonist Kayfabe e-newsletter at the links below this video. You can also find Cartoonist Kayfabe t-shirts, merchandise, and fanny packs at the links below this video. <laughs> Another great way to support the Cartoonist Kayfabe channel. Given those marching orders, Jimmy, we'll be on our way. Read more comics.